chapter 20. I'm going to start reading at verse 17. I'm reading from the New International Version. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, You know how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I came into the province of Asia, I served the Lord with a great humility and with tears, and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. I do want to stop here and say this. Christianity begins with those two dynamics, repentance from sin and accepting Christ as personal Savior. If the church is not doing that, it is not a church. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Pastor Donna and I, have been with you for 21 and a half years. We came to this church in 1996, and there were about 30 people here in the building over on Bright Star Road. It was dilapidated. The church was months behind in the mortgage, and God blessed. And we became, for the next 10 years, the 19th fastest-growing church of our size in the Assemblies of God in America. What a testimonial to the goodness of God. Amen. We did a drama called Revelation to Calvary. Spent tens of thousands of dollars on that. Had over 160 people in the cast. Thousands came to see that drama. We did it for, for two summers over a period of weeks and weeks and weeks. And over 1,000 people came to know Jesus Christ. Actually, a writer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution put an article in the Atlanta journal that she had been to Broadway and had never seen a drama any better than ours. I, I kind of disagree with the technical aspect of that, but I know what she meant in her heart. And it was we had life-size working guillotines and uh, semi-automatic weapons on stage. We did a, it was a three-hour drama. We wrote it in-house and housed it. We had over 400 costumes. It was an amazing venture. We had a band called Iron for Clay. Led worship, Pastor Donna and Dave were... Leaders and Shelley were still core members of that band. You know, they wrote a bunch of original music. They did concerts all around this area. And did you know some of their songs went to number one on some radio stations? They were amazing. Did some albums, did good stuff. And now some 21 and a half years later, we have come to a point in our lives and in the life of this church that we want to share something from our hearts with you today. First of all, I want to tell you that Pastor Donna and I love you so very much. You're our family. You're our friends. We love you to pieces. If you came here today and you're a first-time guest and you're already weirded out, I want you to know, listen, God brought you here today for a reason. You're here because God ordained you to be here. If you hadn't been here in a long time and you're here, 
You're here because God ordained you to be here. Now, the second thing I want you to know is that we would love, we would love, have loved to have been able to meet with each one of you personally, go out to dinner with you, and sit down and share this with you personally. But to be honest with you, it would have just been too much for us because it's tough enough just saying this to you all at once. So, you all know I've been talking about Renew America for some time and my heart to see revival in America. I talked to a general, a general, a district superintendent last year and shared Renew America with him. And he said, he said, brother, he said, that's not something you can do in a church setting. He said, that's a national dream. And there's probably some truth to that. Can I say again how much we love you guys? We just love you so much. You've been our family for 21 and a half years. Wow. We love you guys to pieces. We really do. But I've had a heart to try to do something on a more expansive scale over time and haven't really seen a way, a means to transition to that. As you know, the Sportsman's Channel uh, cable has accepted our show away from it all to air on a nationwide basis, I think. Um, that was in 2012 when they accepted the show. And we don't have yet all the episodes they wanted. So we're working on that, and that's still a go. Um, we just haven't, there are logistical reasons why we haven't been able to complete that. And part of that is it takes so much time to pastor a church. So some weeks ago, Pastor Josh Pate came up to me, and he made me an offer. He made me an offer. I couldn't refuse. <laughs> he, he made me an offer. And listen to this offer. It's about the most magnanimous thing I've ever heard. He said, Pastor, he said, I know your heart is to do something expansive. I know your heart is for the Renew America. I'll talk more about Renew America here in a minute. I know your heart is to do the TV show. I know Pastor Donna wants to write her book. She's in the middle of writing a book. And by the way, she, every single person that looks at what she's done so far is just blown away and raves about her book. And it's going to be fantastic. He said, but I know it's hard for you to do that and pastor a church at the same time. He said, what if we were to embark upon a creative way to help you make a transition if that's what you wanted to do? He said, what if we... If this is what you want, now he, he said, I'm not trying to do anything, but if this is what you want, what if Kelly and I decided to bless you? You sneeze like I do. That was powerful. If I held my sneeze in, both my eyeballs would blow out, I'm telling you. I have to warn Pastor Donna, she'll be like a cat on the ceiling, you know. But he said, he, Pastor Josh said, what if we were to make it possible for you? What if we were to take over the pastoral duties of the church? but continue to pay you your full-time salary for a year after you step down, if that's what you wanted to do. And then after that, as, an, as a thank you for 22 years of your adult life, you know, we dropped that down to a smaller amount and just paid you that indefinitely, a much, much smaller amount, paid you that just indefinitely as a, as a thank you, as a kind of a, not, not a semi-retirement, but an assistance to help you expand your ministries. And I thought, that's just about the most generous thing I've ever heard. 
You know, my daughter, if you don't, her take on it was, boy, Dad, they must be really eager to get rid of you to pay you a year's salary to make you leave. <laughs> and I laughed. Some of you, by virtue of your positions in the church, already know, but most of you may not. Over time and prayer and much consideration, we've decided to accept Pastor Josh's offer. And we're going to be transitioning, and that's the word I'd like to use, transitioning out of the pastoral role in this church. But, but, listen, take heart. We're not severing our relationship with this church or with you. What we, and we're not leaving, we're not pastoring another church. We, that's not on the radar right now. We're going to focus on Renew America and the TV show, Pastor Donna's book. And I'll give you some news about the TV show just happened this week. But we're going to be transitioning out of being your pastors, and we're going to be moving into being your missionaries to America. That's how I want to see it. Everywhere we go, in the books, on my TV show, you've already seen me do this on some of the Facebook videos I've done for Renew America. I talk about, hi, this is Roland Yarbrough with Renew America, a home missions outreach or a missions outreach of Life Point Church in Douglasville. We're going to carry your name wherever we go. So our relationship is still going to be tight. Maybe somewhere in the distant future, Pastor Josh might even want to have me back to speak once in a while. I don't know, but that's up to him. But the point is, we are going to be stepping down from being the pastors of your church and transitioning from pastors to your missionaries so that we can expand our ministries and so that we can do what we feel like God has called us to do. We're not going to be moving anytime right away. We may relocate next year sometime, but we're not sure when or, or exactly where. But I want you to know this. Some of you have not been here a long time. Now listen to me. This is important. And this may come as a kind of a surprise to you because you hadn't been here a long time. God knew this was going to happen when he called you here to this church. That's a weak response. Take two, preacher. God knew this was going to happen when he called you here to this church. Now let me tell you a little bit about Renew America and what, what I'm going to be focusing on. Renew America is a, is a 501c3, just like the church. It's a nonprofit, tax-exempt organization, and it has basically three focuses. One is, actually four focuses now that I think about it. One is an, a strong online presence. I'm going to spend a lot of time making videos and posting them on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and other places. So be looking for videos online. And when you see them, don't just watch them. You click the like button. If, if there's a subscription, help us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do all these things. Oh, a YouTube channel, is, is uh, the one we have right now, is Away From It All TV. If you just put in Away From It All, you're not going to necessarily get me. But if you put in Away From It All TV, we focus on hunting, fishing, outdoors, bushcraft, survival. And they're very, very, very valuable videos. We're trying to reach outdoor people for Christ. A lot of men are outdoorsmen. Did you know that 20 million people in America fish? Fishing is the most popular sports, leisure activity in America. Think of the audience. How many people are really have a strong outreach to outdoor people? Not many. As the men go, so the families go. As the family goes, so the church go. As the church goes, so the nation goes. So we're going to be doing a strong online presence. Renew America, away from it all right now, is a part of Renew America. 
Secondly, evangelism is, is part of my heart. If you know me, I'm all the time giving altar calls, encouraging people to accept Christ as their Savior. Giving a strong altar call is, is one of the things I, I think the Lord has anointed me to do. And uh, we, we gave an altar call to the statewide men's ministry in Tennessee, and over, over 250 of those men responded to that altar service. And, of course, you know, week in and week out, it's, it's a great thing to see people come to know Christ. So evangelism is going to be one of the things we're going to be focusing on. Now, look, don't expect to see Renew America in Madison Square Garden by the end of the year. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but, but, I mean, God could do anything, but I, I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going to churches, going to convention, going to men's groups, wherever we go and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So an evangelistic focus. Just come to a church, preach the gospel, win people to Jesus, and, and, and go. A second focus, however, is a little more in-depth. I think a statistic that most of you don't know that you ought to know is this, and it's alarming, and this is part of the reason why I really feel strongly about this leg of Renew America. 85%. Now think about how much money you'd have if you won 85% of the lottery winner's money. 85% is a big number, isn't it? 85% is a big percentage. 85% of all churches in America are plateaued or declining. And unfortunately, the ones who are growing may be growing for all the wrong reasons. So one of the things I would like to do, if you're the pastor of a church and your church, I had somebody tell me this just yesterday, our pastor is wonderful. He's such a man of God. But our church, the people just attend. They don't really have any commitment. You see them, then you don't see them for weeks. You see all these Facebook posts. They're all over the place doing all this stuff. But their commitment to church, their fire, their passion for God, it just isn't there anymore, pastor. I'd love for you to come and, and partner with our pastor and talk to our church. I'd like to come to pastors whose churches just aren't quite there and do four things. Number one, now imagine you're the pastor of a church. Your church is just not on fire. And I want to partner with you and come to your church and help you accomplish four things. Number one, get every person in your church on fire for God at a level they never have been in their life. Now, I can't do that. The pastor can't do that. But God can do that. And if we will stop trying to be superstars and build empires and kingdoms, and if we will humble ourselves and get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit wants to do, people will get on fire for God. That's number one. Secondly, in your church, you're the pastor, I'm coming alongside you. Secondly, get the church in unity. No more divisions in that church. You can't get all churches in unity. But in your church, I want to see your church in unity. The, the Smiths and the Joneses, the Hatfields and the McCoys, no more war. No more quabbling between department heads or staff members or board members. No more us and them between the pastor and the board. No, no, all that stops. It's time for unity. Ephesians 4 says, make every effort to keep the spirit of unity and the bond of peace. Imagine what a church could do that was truly in one mind and in one accord. That's the second thing. The third thing is, get totally committed to the pastor's vision for that church. Most churches don't even really know what their church vision is. Most churches really have a negligible impact in their community. Most churches have division. Most churches don't know what the pastor's vision is. 
How can you go anywhere if nobody's saying we're going there? There's got to be a leader, and you've got to know where you're going. So get that church, get your church behind the pastor's vision. And fourthly, and every, imagine what our country might look like if every single church in America were really doing these four things. The fourth leg of Renew America and this part of it would be to focus the lens of your church on outreach and winning people to Christ, evangelism. I believe Jesus is coming back. I believe in discipleship. I believe in, in children's ministry and youth ministry and men's ministry and women. I believe in all that. But 200 churches a week in this country closed down, never to reopen again. 85% of our churches are, are plateaued or declining. If we had a passion for God like we never had before, if we were in unity as churches, if we got behind our pastor's vision, and if we focused the lens of our church's ministries toward winning people to Christ primarily, imagine what that church could do. Imagine what a church who crafted its own demo, dynamic demographic plan like that, imagine the impact they could have. So that's the other part of Renew America. The first part is just straight up evangelism. Let's do a crusade. Let's do a three-night thing. Let's, let's rent out a stadium, whatever. The second thing is let me partner with the pastor and let that pastor see his church come to life. And the third or the fourth area would be away from it all, TV. Some good news about that. My producer, Dave, called me this week and said, hey, I'm taking the video that you and your son made of your recent fishing trip to Cooper River. I'm taking that episode to CTN, the Christian television network down in Florida. I'm going to pitch it to them, see if they like it. I'm like, we hadn't even, I mean, it's still in a rough edit. It's not, even, it's not even edited down yet. I'm like, okay. So he took it Thursday morning. He called me back and said, hey, man, you ready to do 13 more episodes? They want it, and they want 13 more episodes, and they're going to air it for free. Whew. Don't even have to have sponsors. Yeah. Now, CTN has a nationwide network, but this is going to be local in Florida. I don't want to mislead you. It's going to be localized in Florida first for the first season, but that's 1.5 million viewers. It's a lot more people than I can reach in almost any other aspect. And we're going to have a more heavy spiritual content to the CTN stuff. Now, he, he said, now, the Sportsman's Channel, which would be a nationwide cable thing, he said they also want the show. They still want it, but they, they, don't, they don't want all the ministry stuff. They want it more commercial. We can still get little ministry nuggets in there. And, and you know, we, not only that, the, the exposure will, will bring people to our ancillary activities like Renew America and the Away From It All TV YouTube channel. So a lot of these things are in the works, which means that I have got a ton of editing to do. I've got a ton of videos to shoot. I've got a lot of trips to make. I've got a lot of hunting and fishing licenses to buy. Uh, I've got a lot of ammo I need, to, I need to do. I've got a lot of traveling and hotel room and stuff like that to get the footage. It's very tough when you're filming yourself to get footage of trophy deer and, and great fishing and all this stuff. So... Those are the things that we're going to be doing, targeting outdoor lovers. And, of course, Pastor Don is going to be writing books. And I'm going to be writing a book, too. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to write three short books of ten points each. And these ten points are some of the things you've heard me say over the last 22 years. And I want you to know, 22 years with you, but overall, Pastor Don and I have been doing this about 37, 38 years been in ministry 
that long. Most people, when they've been doing anything that long, they get to retire with a comfortable paycheck. We're not there. And that's okay because I don't want to quit preaching the gospel ever. Amen. So, Pastor Donna's writing her books. I'm going to be writing a book at some point. And also, I know that Dave Varney has established some ability to record, and he's working on a little recording studio. So, Pastor Donna is going to be occasionally coming back down here to do some recording, and I might do some recording with her and music. So, uh, so we may be doing some of that. Now, let me give you the timeline on this so that you'll know what to expect. When I initially decided to step down as the pastor of LifePoint Church, I told Pastor Josh that I would, I'd give you a 30-day notice. And Pastor Josh asked for 60 days. And his, his reason for that was, was very sensible. And so uh, I agreed to that. So we're going to be still legally and technically the pastors of the church until October 29th. And on October 29th, which is our family day anyway, we're going to have a big, hopefully you'll consider it a, a send-off party. And uh, everybody come. We're just going to kick up our heels and have fun and have a party. And uh, from, from that point forward, Pastor Don and I will be focused on our own ministries. And we will, we will not be, be here. But we will be focused on our own ministries. I know I've already made plans with some of you guys to hunt and fish. And those plans are still good. I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep uh, not, not keep my word. I'm excited to go. Larry's raising his hand back there. Yeah, and Scott, i got a plan to go fishing with Scott. We're going to do that. Don't be surprised if I bring my cameras. I'm gonna, I need to film everything I can except me and Donna eating at the table at home. So <laughs> don't be surprised if I don't carry. So there, there's something, there are a couple of things that I need to tell you now that you need to be aware of. Number one, listen to me. I know there might be a lot of emotion in some people's hearts right now, but listen to me. Mature Christians, and if I've done anything as your pastor for the last 21 and a half years, I have tried my best to instill the Word of God in you and to grow you up. Mature Christians do not stumble over things like this. Mature Christians stay committed because it's not about rolling Yarborough. This church has never, never been about rolling Yarborough and Donna Yarborough. This church has always been about what is God doing here. Don't you ever let this become a personality thing. It's not about me. It's not about Pastor Donna. It's not about anybody other than Jesus. So I charge you in the name of Jesus to remain faithful to this church and to the work of God in this church. I want to make a recommendation to you. Now I do this after much prayer and consideration. And I hope you'll listen to me. I have never done anything but operate with integrity regarding you. Tried my best to. I've never done anything but tell you the truth. Pastor Josh and Kelly, I'd like you to come to the platform if you would. It would be my heart, and I think it would be to your benefit, that when the time comes, and it will come over the next few weeks, and I ask you as your friend and your pastor to do this. I think this would please the Lord. I think it's just exactly what would make God smile. I would ask you, and I nominate 
unofficially, but sort of officially. I will, can't really nominate without a business meeting, but I present to you the two people that, in my opinion, would make the very finest pastors for this church that you could ask for, Pastor Josh and Kelly Pate. And I would recommend that when the time comes, you elect them as your pastors. Pastor Donna's just a. I command you, as your husband, to stop because you're going to make me cry. Stop. <laughs> when I cry, I get a headache, and when I get a cry headache, it won't go away. Yeah, I want you to know what Pastor Donna is saying is absolutely true. There is no trouble in the church. There's, there's no difficulty. We're not leaving you guys to go accept another church. Now, I've got to say, if we were accepting another church, that would be okay. Pastors do that all the time, and you know that. But that's not what we're doing. That's not on our radar. I don't know that we'll ever pastor another church. We might, but I don't know. I, have to, I don't have one. I'm not even thinking about one right now. So we really want to focus on Renew America, Away From It All TV, um, Pastor Donna's books and things of that nature. Oh, and I'm going to start an Amazon store too. If you want to write it down, it's U.S. Direct Warehouse. <laughs> Get on Amazon and buy my junk, man. It'll help me a lot. Um, so there are, some, there are some meetings we're going to have to have. Now, these are, these are very important. And I'm going, to, I'm going to say a couple of other things, but these are very important meetings. On September the 10th, I know a lot of you have come to the church. You've expressed interest in membership in the church. We're going to have a, a membership class for everybody who wants to be a member. Pastor Josh will be there on September 10th, I think, I hope, so that you can ask him questions as well during this time of transition. And if you're interested in becoming, and, and this class is non-binding. You just come to the class. You find out what the vision of our church is all about. You, you, then you decide if you, if you want to be a part of it or not. And it's very simple and very clear. But September the 10th, immediately following that morning service, we'll have a membership class. And there's a reason for the timing of that, which is we need to have two special business meetings. And I'm not going to get into the whys of it here. We'll get into the whys of that at the business meeting. One, the first business meeting is very, very important, and that is September 17th because we can't have the second business meeting without the first one. And both of these are critical for this transition to happen. And uh, by the way, the board has already uh, agreed to everything that I've shared with you. So September 17th is a one special business meeting, and October the 1st is the second special business meeting. Now, if you're a member of the church, I, I, I can't tell you how important it is that you come to those business meetings. Come to church that Sunday and come to the business meetings because they're going to determine, those business meetings are going to determine the future carriage of this church. They're very important. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't overstate it. They're important. And again, October 29th will be Pastor Donna and my last Sunday with you. And hopefully you'll come and, and celebrate
uh, with us with uh, love and tears and laughter and all that. Now, because of the way we're doing this transition, and I'll tell you what, you guys need to come up to Pastor Josh and Kelly and give them a salute and say, wow, you're two of the most generous people in the world to let Pastor Roland and Donna have a year's salary to do their thing while you pastor the church. Who does that? Nobody. These are two of the most generous, giving people I've ever known in my life. Now listen, I'm going to say some pastoral things to you here. Okay, I'm going to discard my notes for a minute. I'm going to talk to you from my heart. There's some ethics involved in this. I want you to listen to me. This is important. Gather yourself and listen to me. October 29, when we say amen that day, if all else goes well, the pastoral authority and responsibility in this church will transfer from me. If you elect Pastor Josh and Kelly, and I believe you will, it'll transfer to them. You are to give them the same respect and the same love and the same gratitude and the same faithfulness that you have given to me and Pastor Donna all these years. Amen? Make it be so. After October 29, I'm going to ask you to understand this. And I'm not, I, I, this, is, this is not something that's me. This is more, they teach you this in seminary, and the Assemblies of God has a rule about this. And, and if, you, if you'll listen to me, you'll understand why. You, you're not going to be able to call me and Pastor Donna and voice your concerns about anything going on in the church at that point because we will not be the pastors then. If you have any concerns about anything, what does the Bible say? You know what? I, I, this scripture has been violated more than any other. The Bible says if you have something going on between you and somebody, go to who? Yeah. That person. Now, I command you not to have aught with Josh or Kelly. Yeah. Let there be peace in the house of God. Amen? And Pastor Josh might decide to change some things. Pastor Josh is not me. Pastor Kelly is not Donna. You're going to have to accept that and understand that that's okay. You don't want clones of us. If you want that, we might as well cancel all this and stay. We, you want these guys. You, it's time for fresh leadership in your church. And that's the way of things. As Yoda would say, hmm, it is the way of things. And it is. Josh might want to change the schedule of services. Don't call me. Josh might want to change the flow of service. You know what? That's okay. Josh might want to get out of this building and find one that has more than two restrooms in it. I tell you what, we'd have, we'd have had that done. All we needed was some money. And there's nothing wrong with that. Change can be a beautiful thing. So please, mature Christians don't just tolerate change. They don't just accept change. They understand it and eagerly support it when it is brought about by legitimate spiritual authority. Amen? It's all, listen, listen. You know, one of, my, one of my undeniable truths of life is that spiritually immature people cause more harm to the body of Christ than anybody else, even the devil. They do. It's like somebody with a purple belt climbing in the, in the ring in the UFC. You're going to get your brains beat out. 
These little immature Christians come to church and they have no idea how to conduct themselves among the body of believers and they just wreak havoc. So immature people are the ones that are always questioning. Immature people are the ones that are always grumbling and complaining. Did you know that God himself killed more of his own people over grumbling and complaining than anything else? When I say that, people kind of get uncomfortable because we don't like to think of God killing his own people, but he did. Read the Old Testament. It's right there in black and white. He smote his own people and most often for grumbling and complaining. Therefore, I declare unto you, live in peace. Frightening, wasn't it? If you're new here, maybe you're glad I'm leaving already. <laughs> Martha, that guy's weird. Anyway, I, I, I want to encourage you. Please have a deeper spiritual foundation and root system about you than to identify your attendance and commitment to this church with me. Please don't do that. Please identify your commitment to this church with God bringing you here irrespective of who's the pastor, irrespective of the praise and worship team. Let me just tell you, most people live their entire lives dominated by their emotions. Every decision they make, everything they process is through their feelings. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So let me encourage you to live by faith. Let your commitment to this church be unwavering. If you decide, well, Pastor Roland and Don are leaving, I'm leaving too. And I know nobody's going to do that. But if you decide that, let me tell you what that's going to do. That's going to hurt this church. It's going to hurt Pastor Josh and Kelly. It's going to hurt me and Donna because we're depending on you over the next year and even thereafter for our soul sustenance so we can get this big airplane off the ground we're trying to start. And that's not a whole reason to attend the church, I know. But we've got to be honest about things too and realistic about things as well. I hope and pray and believe and trust in your maturity such that not one single person, I said not one single person, leaves this church. Not one. Because it'll be a disenfranchisement to everybody involved. But most importantly, I think it'll be a statement that's not such a good one about where you are, being honest with you. So be faithful to the house of the Lord. Amen? Now, some of you may walk out and look at that sign on the wall back there going, wow, pastor's been talking about all in, all in, all in, and he's leaving. But, but that's the wrong attitude. We're not really leaving. We're simply refocusing our ministry from being your pastors to becoming your missionaries. We want you to think of us as your missionaries. And that'll, that'll free us up to do these other things that we want to do. So we are going all in in a greater measure than we ever have before. Because we're going all in and trusting the Lord to provide. We're going all in and trusting that we can do what we need to do. We're going all in to step out into a whole other realm of ministry. And all these things I've talked to you about, they're positioned, but they're not off the ground yet. We need your prayers. We need your support. I'm going to do something over the next few weeks that I've never done before. Because we're going to be stepping away from the pastoral leadership of this church, I'm going to, at some point over the next few weeks, I'm going to make available to you the opportunity to partner with Pastor Donna and with me in Renew America to help us try to bring revival to this country and to do the four things I talked to you about. And number one is evangelism. Number two, partnering with pastors and trying to revitalize churches. Number three, 
uh, online presence, which takes a lot of work, and number four, the show Away From It All TV and Away From It All. That will be on CTN, on the Sportsman's Channel, and hopefully look for a YouTube channel. We've already got a YouTube channel. It's Away From It All TV. And we'll be, we'll be allowing you. There, there are some people that are already partnering with us to help us make this transition. Uh, just yesterday, another young woman and her husband said, we want to be a part of this. We believe that the church in America needs to be revived. We're behind you 100%. It's, it's just the same thing as a missions outreach. Same thing. It's just to America. You know, we get so excited about missions in foreign countries, but look what's happening in our own country. If there's a nation on the earth that needs to come back to God right now, it is the good old USA. Because if we don't come back to God, what's going to happen to all those other countries that our churches meet? The need of their missions is just not going to happen. So, not only are Pastor Don and I going all in, we're taking you guys with us. In the back of our books, LifePoint Church, on many, if not all, most of our videos, I'm going to be talking about LifePoint Church in Douglasville, Georgia. And I hope that you'll support us and partner with us and help us to do this. Everywhere we go, we're going to be talking up our home church, this one. And our financial support is going to continue as much as it can as pastors to come here. So we're not totally severing our relationship with you. We're just shifting from pastor to home missionary. And I want to close by saying this. I love you guys. Pastor Donna loves you. Please don't let this be a downer. Please don't let this be a negative See this as what it is. This is a God moment. This is ordained by the Lord. Pastor Don and I have been, been praying about this fervently. And we believe this is something that God is doing. Be in step with the Holy Spirit on this. Amen? Receive this as God's ordained direction for this church. Pray with us. Pray for us. Partner with us when the time comes if you can so that we can do what God has called us to do. And I want to tell you, there's some opportunities in this church for people to step up. There are. Pastor Josh and Kelly are going to need some leaders to step up. And there are some opportunities. So when they ask, let me encourage you to carefully pray and consider. And Man, say yes. YOLO, baby. You only live once. Let God do something with you. He's never done before. Launch out. Believe God. Dare to trust in the Lord. And we have a little cabin reserved up in the mountains of Tennessee. We're going to leave here. Our little white car out there is packed. I got to tell you, this is about the most emotionally draining thing I've ever done in my life next to bury my father. This has just turned me inside out. I know I'm up here and I'm not a blubbery mess and I'm not overtly showing a whole bunch of emotion. Believe me, it's, it's, like, it's like that hurricane that just hit Houston right in here. Because we've been a bubbly mess for weeks, yeah. We want you to know how much we love you. We really do. We want you to know how much it's been an honor. I mean it has been an honor for us to serve you as your pastors.
We want you to know that it's never been our heart to hurt one of you or to disappoint you. Now, I don't want you to feel like we're abandoning you. That is not what is happening here. We're just trying to follow the lead of God going forward and hold on to our friends and not let that relationship go because right. we're still going to always be connected to our home church, right. Life Point. Please don't be hurt with us. Please don't be hurt. Please don't let this be a disappointment to you. Please, I beg you, see this as the leading in the work of God. Please celebrate with us what God's trying to lead us into and make it easy for us to do that and make it easy for Pastor Josh and Kelly to step into this place. Now I want to end with this. I know how to build a big church. Our church could be three, four, five thousand people easy. I know how to do that. In the culture and times in which we live, all that is required is to do what I've come to call church light. You basically call yourself a pastor, but what you really are is a motivational speaker. Many of our churches that are, that are large and growing have, have come to understand this motif, this, this model, model. You basically become a motivational speaker, and there's rarely a move of the Holy Spirit. There's rarely an altar call for salvation, and if there is, it's, it's very what I called milk toast. Listen, people, we are not going to change America having weak, powerless churches. The Bible says that those who have the form of godliness but deny the power is in the group of the list in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that God says have nothing to do with. I command all of you to pray for the power of God to be resonating in this church. Pray for altars that are fruitful so that people continue to come to know Jesus Christ. Pray that the Holy Spirit moves. The, the, what we need to do in America is not have less of the Holy Spirit. We need to have more of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't need to be marginalized and sidelined. He needs to be celebrated and allowed to move powerfully in our churches. If we will stay true, if we will stay genuine, if we will stay authentic to those two things I read to you earlier, repentance from sin and acceptance of Jesus Christ, without that, you're simply attending some form of a social gathering. Sooner or later, people have to repent from their sins and accept Christ as their Savior. In order for the first one to happen, the truth of the gospel in love but uncompromised has to be presented. So does personal accountability and responsibility to God. This is the shift that has occurred in our country and in many, many churches. The shift has gone from what do I need to do to get right with God? What do I need to do to serve my God? What do I need to do to make sure that I'm ready to meet God. It has shifted from that, and it's a subtle shift, but it's over here now, and it is, tell me what God is going to do for me. Tell me how God is going to be a benefit to my life. Tell me that I'm okay the way I am. That is insidious, it's subtle, but it is devastating to the heart and soul of a people. The Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I can make you this promise. You ever see me in public preaching the gospel? I'll never compromise the truth of God's word. All I would have had to have done here, all I would have had to have done here 
is just calm it down a little bit. Even had some people come to me back when, when there was a restaurant that was here that, was, that is here no more and offered me six figures plus, truthfully, just to calm down a little bit. Of course, I didn't take that because I'm not going to compromise the truth of God's word ever. Neither should you. Amen. Amen. Paul said when he met the men at Ephesus and the leaders, he said, now I know that none of you will ever see me again. And they all cried and wept bitterly. Well, that's the one part of that verse that I'm not going to say because you're probably going to see us again. And we're not, again, we're not severing our relationship with you. We're just transitioning from being your pastors to being your missionaries out of Life Point Church to a country that so desperately needs to renew their walk with God. So now, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I know that at a service where a, a pastor basically resigns, and transitions to something else. I know that that's not really usually a good call to follow up with an altar service. But there just might be somebody here that's not ready to meet God. And instead of me and Pastor Donna transitioning out of the full-time pastorate into missions, home missions, what could have happened this morning is when I stood up here to start this message, the rapture could have occurred. I want to ask you, where would you be if that had happened? A lot of people I talk to about God, the first thing they say is, oh, pastor, I believe in God. But James chapter 2, and I've said this to you 10,000 times, James chapter 2 says, even the demons believe in God and tremble with fear. Believing in God never got one person into heaven. It's a relationship with Christ. So as I've done so many times here as your pastor, I'm going to do again today. I'm going to count to three. And the question I want you to ask yourself is, is there sin in my life? If there is, you know the answer right now. And without a whole lot of prodding and without any music to set the atmosphere, I just want you to look at your heart for a moment and ask yourself, am I living a life that pleases God? Or do I just have everybody convinced that I'm living a life that pleases God? Do I just believe in God and attend church and it's all just sort of what I do, but who I am way down deep inside is very different. I want to ask you to look at the deepest parts of who you are and ask yourself, am I really living a Christian life or is there repetitive cyclical sin in your life? The power of that question is that you already know the answer. I'm going to count to three. If there's sin in your life, I'm going to ask you to lift your eyes and look at me. One, two, three. Lift your eyes right now. I see yours. I see yours. I see yours. Praise God for your honesty. Praise God for your honesty. I see yours. Praise God for you. I see yours. Praise God for you. Are there others? Lift your eyes right now. I see yours. Praise God for you. 
praise God for you. I see yours. Praise God for you. I want everybody in the house to stand to your feet. I normally put some pressure on this when I do it, but I just feel constrained this morning not to. I do want to tell you this. When Jesus went to the cross, he hung there. And in all the dramas you've ever seen because of modesty, the Jesus that hangs on the cross in the church play always has a loincloth on because, of course, we just have to do that. But on Golgotha, that's the garment they gambled over. Jesus hung on that cross naked, as did the thieves on each side of him, publicly humiliated. You know why he did that? He did that for your sin and mine. You don't have to do this. The life point police aren't coming. Nobody's going to make you do this. But I just have the feeling that there may be people here today who looked up at me. And every time I said, thank you for looking up, there was somebody looking at me. I don't, I don't play the fake games. It's got to be real with me. If you lifted your eyes and looked at me, I imagine it would take a bit of courage for you to step out of that seat and walk down the nearest aisle and stand in the front of this church. But I want to remind you of the price your Savior paid for your salvation. And I'm going to ask you, I don't care who you are, I don't care who you're here with, and I command friends and family, do not interrogate these people on the way home. There's got to be a safe place. That's why the church is called a sanctuary. I want to ask if every single one of you, without looking to see what somebody else is doing, just every single one of you individually, if you would please just get out of your seat and just come down to this front and stand right here. I just want to pray with you. You lifted your eyes. Please just come right now. Everybody give, give, give God a round of applause for these people. Come on. There were more. Come on. Every one of you. Come on. Every one of you. There were others. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't be shy. Come on. Come on. There were two more. There were two more. Come on. Come on. Don't be ashamed. Come on. Come on. There was one more. Come on. That's right. There were two more. I forgot. There were two more. Come on. Yeah. All right. Come all the way down. Come all the way down.